Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Let's talk way too early reliever rankings up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FPT in 5. Today is Tuesday, December 20th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White. Happy holidays to everybody out there listening. And we'll start with, uh, we'll go with the top four, Scott. We'll go in groups of four here. The top four for 2023, we see Edwin Diaz, Emmanuel Class A, Josh Hader, and Devin Williams. Scott, last year, Josh Hader had a 13-game stretch where he allowed 22 earned runs, and he finished with an ERA over five. There was a lot going on off the field with Josh Hader. He was also traded midseason, now entering a contract year. What do you think about Josh Hader's chances of bouncing back? And what about the person who will be filling in for him in Milwaukee, Devin Williams? How do you feel about those two? Well, I feel like Josh Hader already bounced back because his final 12 regular season appearances, 14 walks versus two strikeouts, an 079 ERA. And then in the postseason, he continued to dominate. Obviously, the Mariners had, or the Padres had a lengthy postseason run. Uh, he threw five and a third scoreless innings, 10 strikeouts versus one walk. So he was fine by the end of the year, and I'm, I am happy to just regard that. Uh, unfortunate period as a blip in an otherwise dominant career. So I feel very confident with him as the number three reliever. Not sure I'll be the guy taking the number three reliever, but if I was, I'd be fine with Hater. And Devin Williams, uh, you know, it was weird after right after Hater was traded. There were some strange circumstances that kept getting his debut as the Brewers' closer delayed and the other lesser relievers were getting safe chances and we're like, what's going on? But by the end, Devin Williams was clearly the closer for the Brewers and he's been so dominant since breaking into the league, really, that I expect that to continue. And that's why he's top four here. The only thing that worries me slightly with Devin Williams, the walks have always been an issue for him and the fastball velocity went from 95.3 in 2021 to 93.9 last year. So just something to pay attention to in spring training. Let's see where the velocity is at on Devin Williams. Five through eight in the rankings, we see Liam Hendricks, Spencer Strider, Rysel Iglesias, and Felix Bautista. Some people listening, why is Spencer Strider on its list? Well, on CBS, he does have relief pitcher eligibility because of his role last year in the Braves bullpen. So if you play in a points league, this is great value as a SPARP, a starting pitcher with relief pitcher eligibility. Uh, The other names on this list here, Scott, Liam Hendricks, we've already kind of heard some whispers about trade rumors here in the offseason. We'll see what happens with that. Rice Iglesias should step in as the closer for the Braves, now that Kenley Jansen signed with the Red Sox. And Felix Bautista was awesome down the stretch 
as the Orioles closer after they traded Jorge Lopez, it sounds like you have a, a ton of faith in each of those names, Hendricks, Iglesias, and Felix Bautista. Yes, I do. And I'll mention Strider. He is so valuable in points leagues that he maybe should just be the first reliever drafted in that format ahead of even Edwin Diaz. Uh, but I have him, Strider, slotted here between what I think uh, are the five safest, most dominant closers, uh, Diaz or Hendricks, and then right after Strider, once I feel more or less as good about as that top five, like this is the group I'm more likely to draft my top reliever from, Rysel Iglesias, Felix Bautista, and then uh, a couple after him who we're going to mention. But yeah, I mean, we've seen Iglesias be a lockdown closer for long enough. Obviously, that's not the role he's served down the stretch for the Braves, but with Kenley Jansen gone, there's no doubt that's the role he's going to be filling for them now. And Felix Bautista, I mean, he really embraced that role after the Orioles traded Jorge Lopez had a, um, you know, his his uh, walk in, <laughs> walking into the game. I don't know exactly what that's called, but when they emerge from the bullpen and walk out <laughs> to the mound, and, you know, it was really dramatic. And you know, they had the they had the whistle, Omar whistling from uh, the wire, and it was a whole thing. So, yeah, he and, and he was dominant in the role. So I think Bautista is the real deal. I love that, too, by the way, Scott. I feel like last year, some of these closers really lean into it. You know, Edwin Diaz with the trumpet song and uh, Ryan Helsley in St. Louis. I don't know if you saw any video, but the whole stadium would go dark and they would just have these huge red lights. And I think I think it's Hell's Bells that they would play the song and he would just come running out. And it was awesome. Yeah. So I'm all for it. Find ways to uh, make baseball a little bit more interesting here for for the common fan. Let's do it. Let's let's have some crazy entrance videos for closers across baseball. Nine through twelve in the rankings for next year, we see Jordan Romano, Ryan Presley, Kenley Jansen, and Ryan Helsley. The name I want to highlight here, Scott, is Ryan Helsley, who saw a ridiculous year in twenty twenty two. Huge breakout, nineteen saves, nine wins. Uh, saw a big uptick in his fastball velocity, saw his control dramatically improve as well. How much are you buying these improvements, and do you trust the Cardinals to use Helsley as their main closer moving forward? I'm buying the improvements for the most part. I mean, it's such high velocity that you wonder if he can hold up, his body can hold up to it year after year. Uh, but I do think if as long as his body does, he'll be dominant. But will he get you know, 90% share of the Cardinal saves. I kind of doubt that. I, I think he can get two-thirds, maybe three-quarters, but with Giovanni Gallegos there, there are going to be, uh, there's going to be some competition. And that's why the cutoff for me, uh, relievers I'd feel okay is my number one. Talking strictly Roto Leagues, 12 teams or more in a points league, you know, I don't I don't really feel like I need any of these guys, but Roto, team, Roto Leagues, 12 teams or more, I cut it off there with Kenley Jansen at number 11. I that's the last one that, that that's the cutoff for who I hope to get. Ryan Helsley's outside of that since I don't think he'll get uh, as big of a save share for his team. All right. Well, for more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in five. We'll be back again on Thursday morning. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.